Hello, this is David Thompson from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia. This message is far later than normal, as it is now 10 in the evening. And I just want to share with those that are listening to these messages that my mother went to heaven on June the 28th of 2022 at 9.30 in the morning. And I've been doing, as far as with my health, quite fine until something just happened about four or five days ago to me. I mean, yes, I got chronic lymphocytic leukemia, but it's like you don't have it because there's no symptoms, no growth, nothing. This drug is so effective. But then now... I forgot that when I go to bed, there's something I can take that totally stops me from sweating. Because sometimes I sweat a lot. So that whole pillow is wet and the bed is wet. Well, I forgot. And when I woke up in the morning, I had my shoulder and, you know, the left side of my body on that pillow that was all soaking wet. I woke up and there's sores all over me on the left side on my breast, on my arm, around my back and everything. And it's really ugly with bumps and really dark red, bumps everywhere. And I'm not feeling myself at all, not at all. And I haven't been ever since. But finally, after a while, I got to see a doctor today and he's put me on an antibacterial pill as well as cream. And I have to admit, I noticed I started feeling somewhat better after taking those antibacterial pills, so maybe just killing something that's leaking into my blood, if that is pus or anything I don't know that's getting into the blood. But it sure looks ugly. And I just, he was surprised that it, I went to bed and I was normal and I got up and this was all over me. So I'm just asking you to remember me in prayer in that regards. And tomorrow morning, which is July the 8th at 11 o'clock is the funeral for my mother right out where in the graveyard there we're going to be meeting at 11 o'clock yes there's took a while before they got a slot for us there probably because there's so many people dying of the COVID vaccines well I'm feeling up more myself throughout the day I was not feeling very good having to lie down a lot because of low energy and feeling really kind of not the best in my head from whatever this thing is that got on my skin. They did take a sample and they're going to try to figure out what it is. So we'll see eventually what happens. But, you know, the word of God does say, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And I've been praying for some time that God would heal me of this chronic lymphocytic leukemia. So I'm going off it right now to boost my immune system because they've had me off it before once when I got staph infection in the hospital. It was, the rare, it was a garden variety that wasn't so serious, but I still had to go to the hospital for intravenous. Every day I had to travel there for about a month before they got rid of that, and they were afraid that was going to go to my heart. It's like the enemy wants to take me out, but the thing is this, then I get to go to heaven where it's way more, way more wonderful than here. But I really want to see the glory of God in the land of the living. 
And so this message is a little different than my normal introduction. I will say this for those that might be new, that I seek to speak these messages as the oracles of God because the word of God commands us in 1 Peter 4.11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And this is further explained in Revelations 19.10, which says, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When we worship God in great reverence and humility in spirit and in truth out of genuine love for God, we are filled with His Spirit in an overflow beyond ourselves that can result in utterances that are very creative beyond ourselves, whether that comes in the form of a song or a word of exhortation or an actual other, some, some other word of, from God, whatever it is. When we speak that way, it is speaking prophetically, whether it's telling the future or not. And so one of the things I do to facilitate that is to seek to speak in a heart set and mindset of worship, to speak out of that, that I may speak in the Spirit. And also, I seek to facilitate that by casting lots to get the possibility of any chapter in the Bible with two different random applications so that I get two chapters and those chapters confirm one another. And that is the case today. And I also choose a song. Usually the songs I find God wants me to choose by just figuring out the topic in this large hymn book of topical, that's uh, categorized topically. And so it's a hymn book of 1,080 hymns from throughout church history, but also from the underground church in China with Watchman Nee's work back earlier in history when he was martyred in 1972. But there are very beautiful songs there, and they're up on my website at loverealize.com. Now, before I share those two chapters, which are quite amazing because Mom's funeral is tomorrow, and the two chapters I got by the casting of the lot are about the burial of Jacob. And in the Psalm 141, it's talking about the grave and the same thing, basically. So we got a common theme in both of those chapters, and this happens often, very often. It happens really all the time. Sometimes it's harder to perceive the theme, but I always end up inevitably, as I preach, if I don't get it right away, as I'm preaching, suddenly I see this is what God is wanting to speak by bearing witness between these two chapters. And don't think that God isn't in the casting of the lot if it's done with great reverence and you're walking right with God and you feel so led to do it. It is. It was used extensively in the Old Testament. It was used by the early church to choose the apostle that would take the place of Judas. It was used by powerful movements of revival like the Moravians, who even chose their own wives that way. It powerfully works. And you only have to listen to lots of my messages by audio and the ones by video to realize that, that this is way beyond coincidence. So what I want to share today, first of all, is the song that we're going to sing. So we'll go to that right now and sing that song. Which I must find 
first of all, the right browser. I have more than one of them open, and this is later in the day, but it won't be hard for me to find this song. There it is.
Wonderful. And we better stop it right there. Okay. We will turn now to the two chapters I got by the casting of Lot today, which are, whoops, we got one thing up here wrong, one sec, which are Genesis 49 and Psalms 141. Now, Genesis 49 is describing Jacob and how he gives up the ghost, but gives these prophetic words to all of his children before he dies. And right after that, it says this, And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up. Well, in the King James, it's ghost, but we know it's not that. Yielded up. I would imagine the soul, and was gathered onto his people. And so it would probably be good to turn there and just um, pick up on some of the things in that particular chapter, if it's still open, but it isn't. But hopefully it opens up right away to that chapter. Before I get into Psalm 141, I just want to touch on a few verses there. So I'm preaching this much later. Certain things got closed, I guess, and I didn't realize it. Here we are in Genesis 49. So Jacob calls unto his sons, verse 1, and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear ye sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. And he goes on and he gives a prophecy to each of his sons, which is going to happen to them as tribes in the latter days. And I need not go into it. Certain ones are greatly blessed. There's a few that are not blessed at all, like Levi and like Reuben. And um, he says a lot about Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bull, verse 22. Even a fruitful bull by a well, whose branches run over the walls. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the Almighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel, even by the God of thy father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb. And blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. Unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey and at night he shall divide the spoil. And so we go on. And then he gets buried where Abraham buried, and he describes the burial. And he says, And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought 
with the field of Ephraim, the Hittite, for a possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham. And Sarah, his wife, there they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. There and there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heath. Now the children of Heath, that word Heath means tear. But Abraham was fearless. Death was not something that any of the righteous fear. They do not fear death. They know the resurrection power of God. The righteous are as bold of a, as a lion, and they also know their destiny. They know their body is just a shell, and it's not the real them. So they're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. Now we go to Psalm 141, and really the verses that are related to burial there are... Um, in verse 7 to 10, our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me. And the gins of the workers of iniquity, let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst thou, whilst that I withal escape. So the psalmist David knew that God would deliver him from those that were seeking to destroy his life. And he describes how others that he knew, I suppose, their bones were scattered like that. But to him, that's not where his focus was. He says, my eyes are unto thee, O God, which is usually the word Elohim, meaning the Almighty's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Lord. Now, usually in small caps, it is Adonai, which is Lord. So that might be what it is here in the original. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. And God hears the cry of the righteous. He hears your cry. He's not going to leave your soul desolate. You know, I'm suffering a lot with this thing on my... It just suddenly appeared all over my body. It looks terribly ugly. And it's draining my energy and so on. Am I going to get discouraged and focused on that? I could easily want to go to heaven just to be there because it's so much more wonderful than here. And when I say that, I say that because I am writing a book that is in-depth research on the evidence of life after death. It's going to be a very, very good book. And I've learned a lot. And I've looked at all the different religions and what they experience and what genuine Christians experience. And there's a big difference between what genuine Christians experience and all the others which, which experience things that are far more vague and in many cases are serious judgment that either drives them to such desperation that they cry out for God for mercy and they truly repent and come back really a changed person. Now this has happened to atheists too and they come back and be so and are so totally converted that they they're totally living for Jesus Christ. And so you know one could speculate God why would God knew 
He foreknew that they would only be temporarily experiencing that other ultra-real permanent realm. And he sent people like Dean Braxton back because that man who was verified, highly verified by medical equipment and doctors is dead for almost two hours, has a powerful testimony to awaken people to what God is wanting in these last days. We sung a song, Death Cannot Hold the Resurrection Power, and God is wanting us to know victory over the fear of loss, which is inclusive of the fear of death. Fear is basically a consciousness of loss. But we are complete in him. And perfect love casts out fear. And when we are filled to overflowing with the love of God, we have nothing to fear. That doesn't mean that we don't have humanness and tremble in situations that are very fearful as to the pain we're going to experience, etc., etc. But even when we've experienced torture for the name of Christ and we are so persecuted, God will give us the strength to bear it, even taking away a great measure of the pain. But he expects us first to step out. I think of one person that was martyred. I think, I forget which one it was. It might have been Justin Martyr. He heard the voice of the Lord saying, play the man. And he said, and he just went right up to the lion and let him devour him. He was totally fearless. Some did not accept deliverance from death because they wanted a greater glory in the hereafter and, of course, in the resurrection. My mother is in heaven. And I have been worshipping in tongues a number of times now and have been very conscious that I was worshipping with the heavenly hosts and of her specifically there rejoicing before the Lord. And in one day, I think it was about two or three days ago, as I was doing that, I was very conscious that she was standing right there in the room rejoicing as I was worshiping the Lord, somehow seeing what I was doing here on earth and somehow being in some way there. I was conscious of her standing there and of great joy in worship before God. God is calling us in this hour to be those that are not fearful of death. You know, I'm reading a book right now by a man's name by the name of Brother Yun, who's also nicknamed the Heavenly Man. He didn't want to have that name, but he was trying to escape the communist persecution, so he tried to pretend he was a bit insane and said, oh, I'm the Heavenly Man. That's how he got the nickname. But Brother Yun was severely tortured by the communist Chinese, and I'm reading his book. And what I read recently is how he went on a fast for 78 days without food and without any liquid. That is impossible. And these prisoners saw it. And while he was on that fast, they tortured him terribly, the guards. They hit, hit him and beat him. and He was just skin and bones, 66 pounds, bloodied all over his face. His hair was all bloody. His ears had shrunk to the size of raisin, of a raisin. When his parents came because the guards wanted them to try to do something to get this guy to talk, they didn't recognize him until his mother recognized the birthmark because he was so messed up. Well, he couldn't even talk. He was so weak. And the prisoners were mocking him. They were sent there. They 
to try to persecute him. The guards were going to let them have it easier if they persecuted him. So they were persecuting him. And one of the Muslim pe people there cursed him and so on. And so he, here he is. They're, they're gambling that he's probably going to die by the morning. And then suddenly he gets up and stands on a stool and preaches with a loud voice to them to receive Christ. And they're so shocked because they know this is impossible. And what happens? That Muslim falls on his face and receives Christ. And every one of them in that prison cell, I think there was about 11 or 12, fell on their faces with tears and received Christ. And they had tears many days after, he says, as they were thanking God and so glad that they were forgiven of their sins. That is what the resurrection power of Christ can do. God doesn't call everyone to go through what our brother went through. But if he calls us to go through anything, his grace is there to bring us through. So be encouraged that God is with you. Thank you for listening to this message.